Hello, everybody, and welcome to Feels Like Weezer, the podcast where we talk about Weezer's entire discography, song by song, track by track. Uh, I'm Zach Fracking Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at the Informal Log, and I'm Eric Nash of Almost Famous Minute. How's it going, Eric? I'm pretty good. How are it's you? It's good. Oh man, living the dream. You know, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I like how you say Almost Famous Minute, but. You also recently had something posted on Watchmen Minute as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we can get into that at the end of the oh, episode. Yeah. But uh, so today, what we're what we're gonna do? It's uh, it's recap day. So we're finally done with Pinkerton, Pinkerton proper. Um, and so we're just gonna we're just gonna do kind of final thoughts on the album, and um, then go ten to one what our bottom and top mm-hmm. songs were. So. I think I've made myself pretty clear about how I feel about this album, but Eric, I'd like to hear your opinion. <laughs> well, and, and one, uh, so one, the the first thing is a clarification from the last episode that where we where we covered uh, Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- near the end of that, I believe I said, "Oh, and I I think I I like this album, you know, based on the ranking or the um the uh, ratings I gave mm-hmm. each of the songs averaged together." It turns out no. <laughs> no yeah because yeah. uh together i gave blue essentially when you add up all the you know uh the average rating i get was an 8.3 for me for the blue album and this one is like a seven or wait yeah 7.7 7. yep so a good half roughly just over half <laughs> a point lower <laughs> and yourself no big deal. it oh, seems yeah. like you are over a point lower. I am, yes. Uh, I, I couldn't quite give it the full seven, so it's a 6.95, yeah, right. apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's... I I was kind of surprised thinking about, you know, kind of looking kind of forward to what we're going to be talking about in the next couple of months, years, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this... An eight for Blue Album, essentially... And then a, a pretty much a seven for Pinkerton, and it's like, well, I like thinking about each album individually. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like those, that, <laughs> those that, that gives you the room for everything to, to right. be a ten, if not. Oh well, I mean, that's everything will be right in the end. It's just gonna be straight ten out of tens mm-hmm. the whole time. Little biased, but um, yeah, I as a whole, um, the Pinkerton is. Uh, it's it's a very interesting album and it was a very uh, brave choice to do this for a second album. It sounds so different from Blue and there's only like maybe one or two songs that really mm-hmm. you know feel like yeah. will feel like Weezer. Um <laughs> that's the name of the show. Um, and you know so it, it's I don't know. I, I I wouldn't say that it was a mistake for them to do this, but um, when we talk about the B sides and everything uh, here in two days, um, you'll be I I have strong opinions about the B sides and songs from the black hole in general. Um, but Pinkerton itself, it's it's an interesting concept um, that I think was pretty haphazardly executed. Hmm. Um, reading that book that you yeah. know we were talking about river's edge it it's i mean it, it's it's rivers's album you know i mean it's about him and 
there was no creative input from any of the, any of the rest of the band. And I kind of think that shows, you know, it, it definitely doesn't feel like the first album where it was more of a collaborative effort, even though, you know, Rivers did have the final say um, on everything. But with this, it's just straight up like River Cuomo being sad for 45 minutes, you know, and I, I think that that was an, an interesting choice that I think did a lot of good for the, for music just in general, but for Weezer, I mean, eh, you know, not a, not a huge fan. Um, and then I was curious if I, I, I had kind of postulated the one thing, the, the couple episodes ago, I think it was, I don't even think it was the last one as we were getting closer, I kind of had this idea, uh, um, you know, what if all the lyrics were just changed out to being more positive, more, <laughs> I mean, w- yeah, you know, yeah. How big of a change that would make. And then, and then I just so happened along upon, um, uh, another band's albums that I haven't listened to. I haven't listened. I, I I've like listened to everything prior to them, but I just haven't, uh, paid attention to their couple most recent albums uh the shins mm-hmm. and it's not the lyrics that they did something like this for but rather um so so they had their album called um heartworms they followed it up like i don't know like some some months or maybe even a year or so later i think um they what they they called it apparently quote in quotes flipped a flipped version of Heartworms, and it's the worm's heart. And hmm. what how Wikipedia f- f- phrases this? It says the album contains the same songs, but reinterpreted. And according to the the lead guy, who is very much, I think, pretty similar to Rivers, but according to uh, Mercer, is his name um, Ben Ben Mercer. Um, uh, slow songs are paid fast, quiet songs louder, fast songs slower, and loud songs quieter. I would be interested. Yeah. In a, I don't know, uh, Tunner Pink. I don't. I couldn't think of a no, a what a, pink? a Tunner Pink. Oh, tunner pink. I don't yeah, know. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Oh God. Blueerton. Would that no? Because we've got the blue album there. But I was trying to think pink, blue. You know. Yeah. Uh, or or if you would call it uh, butterfly. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where it would be a. More from the girl's point of view. Exactly. Um, I I think if that were to happen, you know, I think it would really bring Pinkerton up in estimation, in my opinion at least. But, um, hmm. Hmm. I do think, though, because musically, as I've said throughout this whole yeah. album, I mean, musically, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, it is a beautiful album. Um, it's just what are you saying, you know? <laughs> like, if, if this is the message you want to show to the world, I, I think that's a really problematic point well, of view so, there, buddy. Um, well, so here's another thing. is I found a quote of his. You may have read this, but let's... Let, mm-hmm. let, if you, uh, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for say it. Say it for the, for the listeners. <laughs> it's a hideous. It. It's a hideous record. Mm-hmm. It was such a hugely painful mistake that it happened in front of hundreds of thousands of people and continues to happen on a grander and grander scale and just won't go away. It's like mm-hmm. getting really drunk at a party and spilling your guts in front of everyone and feeling incredibly great and cathartic about it, 
and then waking up the next morning and realizing what a complete fool you made of yourself. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, yeah. um, and I, see, okay, you know, and put in, put in those terms, I mean, I myself may have been in that literal state as well in college yeah. and so forth. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I had friends that were like that. And I don't, I you know, I really don't think any less of any friends that had that went through that and i hope none of them would think less of me and i don't i don't think less of rivers you know mm-hmm. i mean it's just, just something that uh well for that reason this, yeah <laughs> was this, uh, part of the journey you know i i get what he's trying to say and i mean he's gone back and forth on pinkerton yeah, a lot okay you know uh and i mean you can find more recent quotes of him saying you know it yeah. was it was a great idea but i think that a lot of it is because that was in, like, what, 06 when he said that? Okay, yeah, I didn't mark that. I but... think... Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we don't deal in facts here. Mm-hmm. We deal in opinions. Um, Ours. But he, he, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, the right ones is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, so he, he does go back and forth on it, but I think overall he... Because, I mean, he doesn't really play anything... They don't play anything really from Pinkerton that much anymore, unless they're doing a Pinkerton only show. Yeah, you know. Well, I thought I'd seen a little bit, like you know, like I mean, just like out of you know, a, a I don't know what a twenty thirty to thirty song say set, I mean, like right? One one song or something. And then I mean that kind of you know, goes to yeah. show where is, you know they're going to do like four or five songs from Blue and then yeah, right. you know their hits and then like a song from Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. I I think that this resonates a lot with i would say probably high school to mid 20s which is you know where mm-hmm. i was when i was really enjoying pinkerton and then you know i guess it really kind of depends on how your life folds from there whether you continue to agree with what rivers is trying to say um or not and i obviously went in the other direction where i'm like oh well it's a good album you know like i will i i will say I will honestly say Pinkerton is a, is a very good album. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it's it is a really important part of Weezer's story and of you know rock music in general. Um, you know, and obviously with the you know sort of birth of emo rock from there. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think I, it is it is important. It is good, but it's just. I don't like it. <laughs> would, would another like way that it's important in history of rock, you know, kind of viewpoint is that, you know, I mean, especially with what I've pr- really rather recently said, how, re- really how recently, what, what I've recently read in the book we've been talking about, which I don't mm-hmm. know if we've said r- the river's edge is the name of the book. Yep. Uh, but, by um, John D. Lurse and Lassour. Lassure? Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> I don't know. I stopped about but, halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's where I am right now, essentially. But I'm very, I'm, I'm starting to go even faster through it at this halfway mark, roughly. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, I, I'm just, it's, it, and it's not a complete, you know, history of them because this was written in like oh six ish, oh five six ish. I think it was published in oh four. Oh four. Okay. Yeah. But um, early odds. But, yeah, but my but my point is there is that um, seems like th- there w- there there's something to be said for um, from a rock history point of viewpoint 
that you know it it didn't it did so horribly well i mean not not horribly 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 i don't think but just what just certainly not as good as they thought it was going to do oh yeah especially compared to blue where blue went right platinum within the first year and you know uh, pinkerton just got platinum in like you know the early 2010s i want to say like Exactly. I mean that it's so, so. I think it's, but but I think, but it's, but it's also that it's increased in its viewpoint uh, of listeners, of critics. You know that that it's a better album than what people thought. Then mm-hmm. it, it's it's a it's one of the it's, it's the best uh, comeback stories in music. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. say. Um, I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Look, here's my scope of music. It's like Weezer. And yeah. then okay. bands associated with Weezer and what I listened to growing up. Like, that's all. That's okay. all I know about. You know? So. <laughs> well, speaking. Okay, so speaking of that, and something you were saying also earlier, I had a thought on how you were talking about kind of haphazard. Mm hmm. So, and that's something I definitely understood better upon reading the book, too, is that it seems like, you know. And we've talked about it already anyway, the Songs from the Black Hole concept album thing. And this is also a concept album, but it changed. That's a dramatic change from being mm-hmm. seemingly, I get, I assume, kind of sci-fi-ish, yet with these some love songs, you know. You know, he had, to, he had to get rid of, he had to get rid of, you know, a few songs that kind of were supposed to be with that, but, but a few stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also... You know, he he continued on trying to trying to uh, come up with some more songs that kind of fit this newer theme of kind of kind of uh, uh, the theme of of doing something along the lines of uh, Madame Butterfly, mm-hmm. and that something like with 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 some of these characters referenced and so forth to get a get to get something of a concept album made of mm-hmm. this. Um, so what that then relates to is is the Beatles. And concept albums in my mind, and um, for their first of none. I mean, I don't think they really had a concept album besides Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, the, the big thing for that, if you weren't aware, Zach, I imagine many of our listeners might be though. But um, so it's 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 really basically all started with one song, and that's Strawberry Fields Forever, which is not on the album, and. And John wrote uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, and Paul decides because he wants to do something similar, something about, um, you know, Strawberry Fields Fields was a childhood thing of John's. Mm -hmm. So he says, well, I'll write about Penny Lane. So, and they put that out as a single, too. Um, So, and then the way things went back then, especially, songs that were put out as singles don't, didn't generally go on albums. So... They had to keep these two songs that fit the theme of the album, of or what they what they initially thought the album would be, which would be about their childhood. So they had to kind of get rid of that concept even too. But then mm-hmm. they modified it a bit. They they still had some things I think that were kind of, you know, kind of had this this old little more old timey feel, similar to, you know, it being about their childhood. Um, those couple songs. And the initial concept idea, um, but they j- then then converted it into something else. You know, it was it was um, converted into make believe that they're a different band, essentially. Um, so something I think s- very similar happened here. 
you know, he had this one concept idea, you know, got rid of it for, I'm not totally sure what the reason is there, then uh, came up with this other idea and then had to do more songs around it. Yeah, but that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. It's a, it's cool little parallel, you know? Oh yeah. I doesn't mean, I don't think it means anything, but you know, it's cool. <laughs> Well, I th- I th- what I think it means is that uh, you know bands can have this kind of thing happen. I mean that that mm-hmm. that you know I mean you can have an idea. I mean it doesn't have to be the whole concept album idea. It can be other things too. That you have ideas and you just kind of have to roll with the punches. You have to realize that something isn't quite working out, and uh, right change yeah. up, change up the the be flexible about things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what happened with Green as well, oh, yeah. um, you know, where they started, they had kind of like a false start, and then they decided to, you know, they separated for a little bit, and then they got back together to do um, to do the Green album at that point. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so are we ready for the grand ranking? Ooh, I think so. Oh man, uh-huh. it sounds way more epic yeah. than it actually is. So, so we're working, and we're working least liked to most liked, right? Yeah. Yep. So, what we've, you know, from from worst on the album to best on the album, which uh-huh. I have no clue where this is going to go f- between between us, but. Um, Starting off at the bottom, unsurprisingly for me, is Get You, song number two. And uh, my least favorite would have to be uh, Falling For You. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's a a hot take. (laughs) It's a hot take, I guess. Well, and especially considering what what, what I mentioned is is I feel like that's, that's the most... Similar to the Blue Album, which I like better. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's really odd hmm. that way, in that sense. <laughs> I think. The ratings don't lie, Eric. It's, yeah. Um, then right after that is Why Bother? Um, I'll, I will go to Get You. Okay. So, I can... Yeah, that, that, that's clearly our least liked. <laughs> right, that's our bottom. That's our bottom right now. <laughs> Um, uh, number eight for me would be Across the Sea. Now, I see, and this is what, like, I like both Across the Sea and Why Bother. Yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. both good songs, but it's like, you know, they're just not, they're not great, you know? So my number eight would be Tired of Sex. After that, number seven is Falling for You. Oh, yes. So that's another low bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, mine definitely, next one would be um, uh, 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 Why Bother would be my number. Well, no, you have to to answer it. 
You can't just be like, why bother? <laughs> oh, the song. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so funny, man. Um, number six is no other one. I can think of no other song to put in the number six spot. <laughs> Stupid. That was dumb. Okay. Um, so then I have a... I like have a four-way choice here. I know that's <laughs> holy. Yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be right there with you in this case. That's that's no other one for me as well. Oh my god! Get out the air horns, yeah. confetti cannons. <laughs> we did it. We matched one. Um, number you have five successfully matched. We did it. That's I don't know. It's what's the Tinder thing? Did we both swipe oh, right on this song? Is I, that what it is? Yeah. I got married before I could use <laughs> Tinder, so that's. Uh, I don't, yeah, we swiped, we swiped this song in the positive direction. Yeah. So it it uh, should have been. I, I heard someone say recently, they should have been up and down. It, it's for it real. Have been up like, and down swipes. It'd be very clear as to what you're. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know because they. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, like when you're going through pictures, you know, mm-hmm. like when you go backwards, to me, you know, you're swiping right. Yeah, ba- yeah you know, that's backwards like, should be bad. Right, and then I'm going to move forward mm-hmm. with this one, so I swipe it to the left. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Tinder people. <laughs> it's Update your app. Uh, pink triangle. Yes, I, I know. Controversial, but... Actually, it's not. That's like top half. So, it's... Uh-huh. you're gonna hate me. Oh no, butterfly. That's all right. I get it. I it's understand. in the middle. It's in the middle. It is. <laughs> it is. And obviously, uh, me and Tyler, our conversation did not change your mind. <laughs> so, I don't think it changed anybody's mind. Um, number four for me is tired of sex. Um, so my number four. I'm down to two for this uh, eight eight rated <laughs> section. I know. Um, it's a not a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> I will go across the sea for number four. Oh wow! They're going to going a far ways to get that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, El Scorcho is number three. Which that was I I think El Scorcho was the right way to start off our coverage of Pinkerton. Like I know yeah. that even if it was mm-hmm. you know because we're going in release order, always release order. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, I think it's a much better choice to start off the discussion um, than Tired of Sex, just because El Scorcho was so off the wall and so different from really anything else that we see. On blue and on this album, um, I think that it's a it was a it was a good choice. Go us is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we made a good decision. Um, so my number three will be the good life. That's my number two. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah so close. Uh, and, and Robin for me, was. The, I mean, the, the the big thing in figuring out those four and the good life being the top of those four that I had mm-hmm. rated eight. It's it's just the one that's in my head the most. It's it's still there. It's like I, oh my can, I can immediately yeah. bring it back and hum its tune in my head or you know. That's it yeah. It it is it is such a catchy tune. Yeah. 
you know, uh, I, I, yeah, really good one. Okay, so my number two is El Scorcho. Rock and roll. Uh, number one for me is Butterfly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although there's a song on the B-sides that I think would have been a better closer yeah. for the album, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it. <laughs> so my number one is Pink Triangle. All right. So uh, that is so the, bo- the... Both of our number ones are, are the others' number fives. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Pinkerton. That's Pinkerton proper. We're mm-hmm. done. We did it. Gonna take this. Gonna take this Pinkerton here off my desk and just slide it into oh, my yeah. uh, CD case over here. Well, here well, we go. So, so it doesn't have the deluxe on it. No, no, yeah, mine's Pinkerton classic. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, do you hear that? Just slide. There we go. So why don't you slide? Um, and then we've got Green Album coming up next. So uh, with, next, with a little something in between. With a little something in between. You're right. Um, so our next, so on Thursday, we'll be talking about the B-sides and, mm-hmm. um, you know, extra stuff that came along with the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to talk about this. Like, I, I know we talked about this with Blue, but I had never heard any of the Deluxe Edition stuff okay. Um, okay. on any of the albums. So this has been kind of fun for me, um, you know, discovering new Weezer and seeing what... Uh, you know what I th- what could be better a better fit on the album. You know, there's some here, here. Here's a hot take for me. Ooh, hot take. I think essentially like half of the of these extra B side songs, not mm-hmm. you know, they're not you know acoustic versions and live versions, what have you. Half of these, um. I actually have a little something to say about some, you know, some interesting. I I, I feel like there's there's something worthwhile, <laughs> whereas the other half is like, yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of I I, I kind of okay. feel the same way. There's some there's some really really good ones on here, and then some uh, real real bad ones on there. But um, for the most part, I think it's it's mm-hmm. good. They're good, but we're spoiling it. Yeah. What are we? What are you doing, Eric? Come on. Um, they call me the spoiler. <laughs> oh God, he's back. Uh, so where can we find you, Eric? Oh yeah. Like Besides in our hearts beginning. and minds. Yeah. <laughs> like I said at the beginning, um, almost famous minute is currently airing um, uh, three times a week, but uh, soon to become once a week. <laughs> um, interestingly, here in mid December, coming up a little bit. Uh, but um, uh, then also Watchmen Minute, uh, you may have already heard uh, at least the intro episode, intro and a little trailer breakdown episode for the HBO show Watchmen. I know, I'm um, very, I'm, I'm so doing excited it for minute that. at a time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> co-host there, Travis Bow. Uh, we're, we're doing the episode, episode recaps uh, that uh, should air roughly in the middle of the week after they, after they air on Sundays, the, the TV show itself airs on Sundays. 
we'll give mm-hmm. we'll, we should be given each episode as we do those a nice couple couple watches so you would be the one who watches the watchmen yes that's right how many times did you make that joke during watchman minute just out of curiosity <laughs> uh 59 because i wouldn't have been able to help myself every episode it was like every three or four episodes probably. <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny that once you mentioned week, at least uh since you're almost famous minutes going to be once a week uh after we finish pinkerton we are also going to be going once a week um you know we're we're gonna we're gonna spread out the weezer goodness um or as uh as pat wilson would say the special goodness which was one of his bands right it was special goodness yeah yeah okay that's what i thought joke landed good job um or you can call us, uh, especially for uh, for the upcoming uh, little special episode. Before that, uh, you could call us the uh, Space Twins. The Space Twins, yeah, exactly. I uh, I'm very I'm very excited. We're uh, for what we're going to be covering the next song proper. We're going to be covering, mm-hmm. but um, so I'm Zach Frankensmith. You can find me on Twitter at the Informal Log. Um, you can also find me under your bed. <laughs> It's Halloween time, so I had to say it. So, um, watch out, everybody! Um, you can find us, both Eric and I, um, on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, check us out, pantheonpodcast.com. Uh, both Almost Famous Minute and Feels Like Weezer are a part of it, but there's also lots and lots of great rock and roll podcasts there. Um, if you can't get enough about librarians, there's Rock and Roll Librarian. Uh, you know, if you like digging things, we've got rock and roll archaeology. You know, possibilities are endless, aren't they, Eric? Endless. Um, you can also find us on Twitter uh, at Feels Like Weezer. You can find us on Facebook. Send us an email, Feels Like Weezer at gmail.com. Um, and that's that's the end. I've had it. Um, and I would have to go to, it's going to be, um, so this is a toss up. Yeah, this is a toss up. Um, oh. So what you get for rating everything I'm, sevens I'm, and eights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.